Welcome to the Student Life Update for Finals Week. It's Finals Week. Man. We are here. Yep. I'm John, and I'm here with Michelle, and we are bringing you the last update of the semester. The last update of 2017. When you hear our voices again through your computer speakers, it will be 2018. Yep. I almost said 2019. It's not 2019. Nope. 2018's enough. Let's not rush it. So, Michelle, I, before we get into everything, I, I do have a question for you this, this week. Okay. Um, what was your favorite or best Christmas present ever growing up? Or, or maybe even as a grown-up. Mm-hmm. But what's that great memory? I'm ready for this. Okay, so I have an answer, but it's in three parts. All right. Okay, so my favorite three were a microscope, mm-hmm. like old school kind of microscope, like I don't know how to explain that anymore, but a microscope, a tape recorder when they used to, like when, uh, this sounds so old, <laughs> but when they when they first used to like make tape recorders that you could kind of carry around, that one. But my all-time favorite Christmas gift was a Betty Crocker Easy Bake Oven. Oh. Hands down. Hands down. And then when you think about it, that's really just a light bulb. And yeah. some... <laughs> it's really Have just... you ever cooked under a light bulb before? <laughs> Michelle has. <laughs> it's really just a light bulb strategically placed inside a big plastic box that, you know, takes like two hours to yeah. cook a little bit of cake. So, so slowly, you, you could have a slowly baked cake. From the heat of a light bulb. That's really all it is. But when you're a little girl and you get an easy bake oven and your grandmother is a baker, your grandmother bakes mm. for people, um, that's just, you know, that's what that's what Christmas is supposed to be. It allows you the freedom to, to create those things yourself. Well, you Finally, cre- you had the power. You create it yourself. And the thing that you think was like magical from your grandma, you have the magic now. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, it was just great. Yeah. So... I think for me, there was somewhere in elementary where I got a keyboard. I had been doing piano lessons and stuff, and finally we're kind of upgrading to the thing that could do all the beats and everything. Mm-hmm. But, but I was at, at the point in my, in my piano knowledge where, like, you know, you, you kind of know, like, one song. So my poor parents were then subjected to Little Drummer Boy. Over and over. Over and over again. <laughs> For weeks on end, like dun 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 So, you know, I... I don't know if they regretted that purchase, but uh, it was it was a winner for me. I, was, I could I was see so how excited. that I could see it. I could totally see how that'd be a that'd be a uh, you know a number one gift get. I yeah. could see I could totally see that. Yeah. So, well, I think part of what gets me thinking about this is uh, you know thinking about this season, and especially as I as I now have young kids, these gifts kind of the there's the excitement of the unknown, the anticipation. Um, and actually, because of that, I was going back to some of the conversation that I had with Eileen that we've run a couple of things on. And we're going to pull a piece of that back out this week where we talk about curiosity. Mm. Because I, cause I think this idea of uh, how we embrace the unknown, you know, both in terms of the excitement of Christmas gifts, but also in our daily work, um, really is something worth pondering or thinking about in this mm-hmm. season. So we're going to look at how we can approach exploration, the unknown, and even ambiguity in our lives in positive ways. And so we're going to listen to that piece this week. Um, But before we get there, let's talk about what's coming up. Here's what's coming up. Some events that get the week started. Uh, Monday, December 4th, it is officially finals week. Mm -hmm. It's the big buildup, and we are here. So just know our students are walking around with projects, presentations, and papers. Yeah. Yeah. but we're in finals week. And also s- slowly getting into that mindset of they're, they're here, but they're also at that next they're place. They're also leaving. You know? <laughs> yes, <laughs> also they are also place. checked out. So there's that. We, we also have on Tuesday, 
we do have our student life party. So from 1130 to 130, you should have gotten a calendar invite for that. And so make sure that you respond to that. We're going to have food, fun, activities, and a chance to connect with other folks in student life. We've done White Elephant in the past. We're, we're actually not going to do that this year. We have some other fun activities. You don't have to even think about what to bring. You just get to show up. So we hope to see you there on Tuesday. Um, what, else, what else is coming up, Michelle? First of all, you can bring a gift from Michelle if you want. I'm not going to stop you. No White Elephant gifts, but Michelle gifts. <laughs> I'm okay with that, (laughs) including an Easy Bake Oven. We got got basketball coming up on Tuesday as well. Women's basketball versus Multnomah University right here in Portland at 5.30 on Tuesday night, followed up by a men's basketball game again against Multnomah at 7.30. And those are usually, um, you know, heavily populated games. Yeah. You know, so some basketball on Tuesday. Yeah. And then on Friday, we also have women's basketball. So, so we skip from Tuesday to Friday. We mm-hmm. have a little different week because of finals. Uh, so women's basketball is at University of Portland. Um, so, so that'll still be, so that's an exhibition game at 7 p.m. And that'll still be in Portland, but an away game for us. Yep. And cue the music on Saturday, <laughs> December 9th. It is commencement. Some happy people get to walk across the stage and say they did it, and we applaud them for it. Mm-hmm. So don't miss that. Commencement is on Saturday, December 29th. The dorms will be closed. Uh, there is men's wrestling at Eastern Oregon University on Saturday the 9th at noon in LaGrande, Oregon, and women's basketball at Concordia and women's wrestling at Eastern Oregon University. Also, on Sunday the 10th, the apartments will have some move-outs for those who aren't going to be returning in the spring. And men's wrestling will be at North Idaho College at 6 p.m. Also, later this year, so just thinking about this year and next, we'll put a few things out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there there's the employee gathering that will be coming up next week. You should have received an invite for that. And then once we look at 2018, we have the ASWPC leadership training starting on the 5th. Dorms open again on the 6th. And the first day of classes, January 8th. January 8th, 2018. It's already coming. Yeah. And in honor of moving into the Christmas season break, so let's come back to now, let's listen to that interview John talked about a little earlier with Dr. Eileen Hume about the role of curiosity in our work. Here we go. As I was grabbing the mics, I was looking yeah. to my office at books that remind me of Eileen. And, uh, you know, two... <laughs> Two books that kind of stood out there were A More Beautiful Question and yeah. Curious. And I think both of them kind of speak to a mindset of how we go about life in some yeah. ways and how we ask good questions. Can you just comment on, you know, yeah. our, our, two of our, my favorite our topics, think about, right? Um, I, I'm always um, talking about building your curiosity, um, not because I want to build a staff of annoying people who just ask questions all the time, right? But... What curiosity does is that it'll let you explore the unknown. That's the heart of curiosity. And it, and it helps you to be all right with the ambiguity of the unknown, right? Because the energy and the joy that you get is from the exploration. And so the more unknown or the more ambiguous, kind of the better. Because once you know the answer, the less curious you become. And so we trade in answers in student affairs, like I mentioned before. And so that's why I'm really pushing the fact that I think we should try to trade a little bit more in curiosity. I think that we should really focus on how do we develop this more and those types of things. And it is a muscle. I mean, certainly some people come out of the womb with a very high level of curiosity and some come out with a lower level. But regardless of where you come out, curiosity is malleable and you can grow it. 
So even if you're not naturally curious, you can become more curious. And if you're very curious, you can become more curious. But it does take, John, it takes exploration and a willingness to explore. And that can be in a lot of different areas. I mean, it could be the fact that you go for six months and you join a church that's completely different, or maybe it's a church of, of, of people of a different race or ethnicity, or maybe you go explore a different part of, of uh, Portland, or maybe, you know, every Friday your staff makes it a, a, you know, a case of going to a different part of Portland that you haven't been to have lunch. Um, and that you you just are in that exploring that area. So sometimes exploration doesn't mean we're going to, you know, strap on a backpack and, you know, travel for 30 days. Sometimes it just means take a different path to work, but it is get out of your comfort zone at some level. Um, if you're if you're not comfortable talking to the provost, go talk to the provost, right? If you're not comfortable uh, speaking in front of groups, speak in front of groups, right? Put yourself in uncomfortable places and explore, and you will have a different career, and you will have a different life. And I promise you it will be more fulfilling, because I think that's the life of faith. Um, I, I think the beauty of God is that God is mysterious, um, and that it's about a journey to understand that mystery. Uh, other, you know, God could have given it all to us from birth, but mm. he's like, no, it'd be so much more interesting if you're on this great journey of mystery. I just always say if I had a wish for, for student development across the country, it would be that we would just lean in to our God-given curiosity and that we would develop it and build it. And even in the midst of really busy, busy days, sometimes it doesn't take too much. Because here's the, here's the reality of it, John. Our students desperately need us to be curious about them. And not just, hey, how was your day? What's your major? But I mean, really curious about them to the point where you ask great questions. And I think our our spiritual life really needs that as well. It really needs us to be curious about why things are the way they are and, mm. and um, how God operates in this world and how God operated in this day. So there it is. I thought, you know, I mean, that's a pretty quick little clip, but... Yeah. Um, I thought that it was just such a great thing for us to think about as we as we head out for uh, you know what is naturally a time of both reflection and celebration, but kind of our time to think back on our year and look at the year ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know I just think about that idea of getting out of our comfort zone, mm-hmm. being willing to explore both what that does for our work here, mm-hmm. but also our faith, um, was just a good thing for us to yeah. to, th- to think about right now. Yeah, she said. I think she opened it by saying. Um, curiosity is, is not just exploring the unknown, but being okay mm-hmm. with exploring the unknown. I think that's great. Like a lot of times I think we look at stuff and we're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't wonder about that. Maybe I shouldn't be curious about that. Mm-hmm. But I think part of the joy of curiosity is being okay, being curious. Yeah. Yeah. Being okay with the ambiguity. Mm-hmm. And then curiosity leads us to push ourselves. I think Albert Einstein said something like that. I think Albert Einstein really said that he's as smart as other smart people. The difference is he might be a little more curious. Hmm. Yeah. He might not have said that. At too, least the internet says. Right. Albert I think Einstein he said it on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> he might have said it on the internet. <laughs> well, as we wrap up for this week, I just have something that I want to share. I'm going to be sharing a little bit of this on Tuesday at our meeting, but I just want to kind of ramble about it for a second here as well. And that's just. As we're in the season of the incarnation, you know, as as we're in the season of Christmas, thinking about the word made flesh and dwelt among us, I think about the work we do here. And I think that we have a really unique opportunity at Warner Pacific, and I'm glad we get to do this. We 
we represent Christ in a space where we also don't require that everyone that we work with, um, every every student that we support, uh, be a Christian. So we represent Christ without requiring that others represent Christ. So we get to speak and embody truth. We get to demonstrate and embody love in a way that I think is really powerful. Mm-hmm. When we have this example of the Word being made flesh and an example that calls us to do the same, we could do that for the good of the individual, for the good of the city. And I know that at times we can get, I can get bogged down in the momentary crisis, scarcity, budgets, meetings. Um, but in that, I just want to zoom back out and say that as Christ followers, we get to empower and encourage self-reflection and growth mm-hmm. uh, in in students who become leaders and servants, or who already are leaders and servants, mm-hmm. and get to continue to do that. So whether it be on the court, on the field, <laughs> in that club, in the counseling room, mm-hmm. in the res hall, in that session in uh, for conduct, at that event, in chapel, in a one-on-one, <laughs> in practices, in the training room, um, you know, I think it's 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 just an amazing space that we all get to be to represent the the fullness of Christ along with our unique gifts with students and walk with them in, in life. So I just want to say I'm, I'm grateful for each of you who choose to invest here hmm. because I, I do recognize that it's a choice daily. Um, although, although we see these as jobs, we're, we're all volunteers. We, we choose to engage in this mission. And I hope that we can spend some time for the break uh, just reacquainting ourselves with the excitement of this mission mm-hmm. and the good work that, that each of you are doing that makes an impact in students' lives. And so we are... Truly grateful for for the work you're doing. And with that, with that, we will be closing off and we will see you again next year. Peace out, good people. <laughs> see ya. Testing one two three four five Check. one two one two testing one two three four five done three four five one two three four five <laughs> one two three four five one two three four five four three one two three four five for a second it was just staying up there I'm like I don't know if that's getting her or something else it's my anointing the spirit's high.